Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm excited today. I was talking to my um, my cousin yesterday, and she began to share with me what God has been sharing with me as well. So she was talking about First Samuel, and I was like, "What? That's what God is showing me." So that that was good. So I'm going to get right into it. Let's start off with prayer. Father, we just come before you in the name of Jesus, thanking you for an opportunity to spend time in your word, God, that we don't take it for granted, your word for granted, but we want to honor it. And we ask God that as we open your word and um, to study it, that you would just enlighten us. God, give us um, spiritual ears to hear what you're saying and give us a heart, a tender, pliable heart to receive it, God, and to lock it in. That you said if we hide, we we want to hide your word in our hearts, God, that we won't sin against you. So we give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So it's in First Samuel, as I said, First Samuel, first chapter. And in it, you'll see that Hannah, the, um, her husband had two wives and she was uh, Penina and Hannah. Hannah was uh, the one that did not have children. Penina had children left and right, you know. So Hannah at one point, because it's a reproach for women back in the days not to have children. So she finally, after being constantly bombarded with persecution from her um her her husband's other wife she went to God in prayer and fasting and when she went God did allow her to have children but my question was hmm and you know I the question that came up to me was hmm did, does God allow adversity and things like that in our life uh, just people just coming against us and also would Hannah have given her um, son to God if she hadn't have been barren? And I really believe that. Um, and I even all through the Bible, you you see that God allowed adversity, God allowed people coming against them, uh, or His children, to draw them close to Him, to let them see period periods or things in their life that needed to be fine-tuned and um so yeah i think that god allowed trials it's necessary for us to grow we don't we can't grow unless we know uh we have something some resistance um like a bodybuilder um they were saying that when someone when you lift weights a lot of your muscles are broken down but then they're they're built rebuilt they're um back up stronger so i think as we go through life and we're things are being broken down. It's not to, for our harm. It's for us to grow stronger and to grow in God, you know? So um, he uses dry areas and unfruitful areas to drive us closer to him. And usually we'll start praying and fasting. And for some reason, whenever there's adversity, the first thing we do is look to God and we start praying and we start fasting and, say, and reading the word. And I've seen people that have been like not even caring about God, not even caring about the Bible, but once there's a problem in their life, once there's a death or there's a, a, a news that, oh, you, you've got cancer or you've got, you know, you got a terminal illness, then it's like, then they draw closer to God. And that is, um, so it just shows us our need that, that it shows, it'll show us our need for him and to realize it's an impossible situation. 
we need him. Now, before we always need him, every time we get up in the morning and breathe, we needed him. You know, <laughs> So it's like, but we don't see that until we go through a hard time or, or a stressful time. Then we're like, okay, God, I need you. No, you needed him way before that happened, but we take it for granted. And that's the thing about it. We take God so for granted in our lives that we don't realize that he's given us our very breath. It's strength. Our strength comes from the Lord. Everything we have come from him. And even like whenever people get arrogant about talents and abilities, they've got, they've been given and they elevate themselves and, and kind of push people down because you don't know that you don't know this or that. And then they, well, here's how you do it. And they're really, really, really like a little annoyed with people. It's like, but God gave you that ability and that talent to use, but don't get arrogant and prideful that you can't humble yourself and say, yes, you know, talk, you know, treat people with the same respect that you want to be treated with and to love people the way God told us to love one another. And so a lot of times people, you need, sometimes people need to be stripped, uh, it's stripped away a little. So people, they will realize it comes from God. It doesn't come from you. So don't get arrogant and prideful about it because all that we have comes from him. Um, And adversity reveals to us also that our need for a consistent, healthy relationship with God, that we're not that we are so consistent in our relationship with God that when something comes at us, that we're already ready and prepared for it because we have stayed in consistent a relationship with God. Back in uh, in Second Kings uh, six twelve, whenever uh, Elijah was going through, uh, uh, well, when Elijah, when the the people, the army was coming against Elijah. And uh, every time he already had a, um, their attack, he already had, he was already prepared for it. So the, the king was saying, who's telling him these, what we're doing? And, and uh, the guy, uh, his servant said, no, no, we're not telling him. God reveals to him the very words that you were spe- you're speaking in our, your bedroom. And he said, God's doing it. So whenever we have that consistent relationship with God, God will even warn us in advance of what we're going through. He'll have us prepared. So when a hardship come or something come, we're already prepared because we don't have to sit there and try to catch up because we've already been with them. We've already had that relationship with them so strong that, um, that we are already prepared for whatever the enemy throws our way. And that's what, where we have to stay. And then, um, in Thessalonians three, um, three through four, it says there that no man should be moved by these afflictions for our, ourselves, for yourselves know that we were appointed unto them. For verily we told you before that we should suffer tribulations, even as it has come to pass. And you know, again, God is just showing them that you, you're going to have some afflictions in this world. You're not going to go through it unscathed. You're going to go through trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer. God said, I've overcome the world. He's overcome it all. And he's just telling us, follow him, follow me. Like Paul said, as I follow Christ, you have to follow him because if you follow him and you follow his footsteps, you already know, and you'll be able to overcome anything that the enemy throws at you. And so, um, we have to realize that victory doesn't come by, um, not going through things is come by going through things 
And what I'm trying to say is like, okay, victory didn't come by Jesus going, coming down from the cross. It came by him going through the cross. So a lot of times victory is going to come through that purifying process that God is going to um, send in your way in your life. He's going to, he purifies us. He perfects us. And a lot of times it come with a lot of agitation and trials and tribulations, but be a good cheer. Like he said, I've overcome it. I've overcome the world. And I really believe that um, Jesus said in Galatians 6, 9, he said at the, he, he said that we were going to go through things, but he said, but at the end, he has something far greater than we would ever expect if we didn't get this, if we don't get discouraged and if we don't give up. So we have to not get discouraged and, and give up uh, easily when God said he would be with us through it all. I, there was this, I used to like, I was looking at one of my, my journal and uh, in May of 2004, I, I saw, I used to watch extreme makeovers, home makeovers. They would make over people's homes and uh, they would get, someone would say, well, you know, this person deserved their home makeover because of all they've done. And now they're going through a hard time and their home is uh, going, falling to apart. So they would come and help them. Uh, but this one went, there was a lady, uh, it was a, there was a flood in, in California and it was a bad area, Compton, that area. There was a flood and it had totally destroyed a lot of homes, the water. And there was this lady sitting on the, on the side, uh, up in the front of her yard with all this stuff and she was crying. And so news people was driving by and they picked it up and they saw her and they were like, they came to her and they interviewed her. And they said, what's going on? And she was saying, uh, how did you lose everything? She said, yes, I lost everything. And she was crying. And uh, you could just feel her pain. I mean, I was sitting there crying when I saw her. And she was going, I lost everything. There's nothing. There's nothing left. And um, so the um, the uh, Extreme Makeovers, they saw that clip. And they said, we're going to go and see what's going on with her and try to help her. And so they went in and they helped her. They took her house. Um, they found out that she was the one in the neighborhood that would help people. She would. Uh, she had an area back in the back of the house where she had uh, bunk beds. And she would allow people that were homeless to come and she would feed them. And it was just something she was doing, even though she was in poverty herself. Yet she, she reached out to people that were even less in less uh, need. I mean, in, in less, uh, in a worse situation, shall I say, a worse situation than herself. So, um, they fixed her house up so nice and they had an area in the back where she could also continue to do that, to house people and to let people come and, and, um, it, but it was like way bigger and way beautiful, way nicer. Um, and I, the thing that I remember more is that how awe, in awe of how they fixed the house up, but the fact that she said at the end when she saw the house she was crying and she said oh my gosh I've been praying I never would have thought I would live in Beverly Hills she's but I couldn't she's but God brought Beverly Hills to me <laughs> and then she said thank God for the rain and that to me just said so much thank God for the rain thank God for that when she was sitting on the ground crying with her luggage she wasn't saying that but when she saw what that rain brought. She said, if I if never rained, I would never had this. If I had never went through this, I would never 
have been a person living in Compton with a beautiful home. And not only did they bless her, they blessed that whole neighborhood because they went through the whole neighborhood and just kind of helped not do as much as they didn't break down their house and rebuild it, but they helped paint and fix up a lot of their neighborhoods. They brought, Sears brought uh, uh, mattresses and uh, furniture for everyone there in that on her street. And I thought, wow, this is, that's amazing. And thank God for the rain. So I think a lot of times in our life, we got to thank God for the rain. Thank God for the bad times because praise him through those bad times, because there's something at the end that's going to be far greater, more than what we could even have thought of. We wouldn't have thought and imagined what God can do. And even if we don't see it here, we'll see it on the other side. So I just think uh, when we see God, when we get to heaven. So I just really believe that as we go through hardships, trials, and struggles, let's remember that we take everything to God first before we go to anyone else and let him direct our path and to know that he is a God that cares for us. He hears us and he'll be the one that get the glory in the end. We just have to take it all to him. And I think that through the purifying process, we come out shining like gold if we just stick and stay don't get discouraged and don't give up so that's what i was really mainly sharing wanted to share with you guys today um and i just hope everyone have an awesome day today and just keep remembering that when we go through things let's just find out what why we're going through it and to take it to god in prayer and let god help us get through it um by his spirit in us to help us get through it because i'm not saying anything is it's going to be easy but I, I just believe that through it, God will get the glory and God want us to grow and trust him more because we can tr- we'll trust him more and more each day as we learn to just rely on him and focus on him and keep our mind stayed on him. He'll keep us in that perfect peace. And we can't operate in fear. Let's learn not to operate in fear because when we operate in fear and start trying to do something instead of going to God first, um, we always make bad decisions. You'll always make bad decisions when you're doing things uh, in fear. So we have to get on our knees, pray, and get and say, God, help me to get through this and show me what to do. And it's a guarantee God will show you if you have patience to wait it out and allow him to. Not to be in a rush to do it, do to fix things, but be in a rush to go to the throne and let him do it for us. Let him fix it and show us. So I don't know if uh, hopefully that, that I encourage you this today. I know I'm all over the place sometimes. I'm, I'm a, but I know one thing. God is in control. Even in this little podcast, God is doing something amazing. All right. So be blessed, everybody. And have an awesome day.